Action Tuesday Night Generational Change. I'm Jen. I'm Peter. And I'm celebrating. Yes. That is a great shirt, by the way. I know. I'm happy. And this has been, as you all can see, a very good night for progressives in Florida. Yes. Now, that doesn't happen too often. So we have to obviously be very, very grateful when it does happen. So we'll start off with our good wins. Yes. Our good wins. So as as expected, we all know that Charlie Crist is going to be the nominee for governor of the Democratic ticket, as is Val Demings going to be the nominee for the U.S. Senate on the Democratic ticket. But Shocking. No, no surprises there. That that was to be expected. Yeah. There's going to be a number of other races that are going to have incredible impact going forward, not the least of which is probably the most important race that was happening here locally. Sheila Sherfalis McCormick. I said it perfectly. Yes, you did. She wins re-election. Congresswoman. Congresswoman Sheila Sherfalis McCormick. Yeah. Wins re-election. By a landslide. Handedly. Against Handedly. former mayor of Broward County, Dale Holmes. Nah, 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 nah. Wasn't able to get enough ballots. Harvested. I need you to find <laughs> enough ballots to make sure I get over the finish. Sometimes. That didn't happen. No. It's very good. For people in Broward, this is a huge win. It really is. It's the end of a very kind of corrupt era. Um, And that's really important. That's what we're trying to do. Sheila's the real deal. Transforming politics in the service she is. Yes. And by the way, because the first time she won by five votes and that was really kind of close and kind of close, kind of close. And so this was really huge. I almost feel like the universe has a way of talking. And yeah, this is a real statement from Broward. And by the way, my understanding is from Sheila's election lawyer. This is from the person that was there, um, Sheila was out doing um, Dale in Broward two to one, which is huge. So the fact that because Broward was really his only real safe, potentially strong stronghold. I agree. And so, you know, the fact that she outdid him two to one in Broward. Yeah, that's harsh. Really, really uh, a, the referen- people have spoken. a referendum in many ways on the wholeness um, domination, if you will. Uh, we are not confident either, DR. Oh, good God, no. Not about that. <laughs> We're just saying that he won the primary. Actually, Peter and I have an over-under on the, on the November race. Peter thinks it'll be within 10 points that that DeSantis will win, but it'll be close. I actually think it's going to be more than 10 points that DeSantis is going to win by. And if anyone knows how to coordinate I, I one of those kinds of little things, I know you don't. I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah, we had a friend that was at Sheila's event tonight that was like, oh, I think Charlie can win. And one of the guys who's standing with us looked over and was like, uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least no. just being completely honest. And listen, uh, you know, well, we're going to you know vote for Charlie. But at the end of the day, uh, you should speak you for know. yourself. Don't say we. OK. Do well, not say we. All right. Well, I okay. don't know what I'm voting for, but I do not vote for corporate people. So the odds of me voting for him would be pretty slim to none. Um, but, you know, I, I'm surely not supporting DeSantis either. I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't support corporate people. Yeah, we really have to be firm on that particular thing. Yeah, um, that's so the we'll whole point of what we're doing. Happening as a result. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, spread this out. Shout out to William Sanchez, who ran in the primary for U.S. Senate. You got my vote. He got my vote, too. You know, Val Demings is the nominee, but again, that was expected. There was she, does not support, she does not support single-payer health care. 
And um, I, of course, voted for the one candidate on our, there were five. There were, he was, William Sanchez was the only one that we had on our ballot that supports single-payer health care. So I voted for him. Obviously, Val got the nomination. That sort of fix was in from the very beginning. Um, but again, I, I don't vote for corporate candidates. So it's highly unlikely that she would get my vote either. Well, the good news is, is that the corporate candidates uh, did not have a great night, especially here in Florida. No. Uh, we are very, again, yes, not only did Looney Tune Laura Loomer, who ran for U.S. Congress against uh, Lois Frankel down here, <laughs> but then she decided to move to another part of the state and try to win a congressional seat there. And there she lost as well. Let's and talk about that for a second. Congressional geography how people just kind of pick and choose where they think they have a better chance of winning and they don't do it based on this is just where I live. I find that frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I think that that is, uh, Oh, how did Rebecca Jones do? Rebecca Jones will be the nominee against, uh, good Matt Gates. Good. And I think that will be probably more competitive than people think. I do too. Uh, and I think the fact that Gates is uh, under federal investigation is a big deal. And usually, it isn't that he's under federal investigation. It's why he's under federal investigation. He's a pedophile. Well, th- I don't actually believe that. And I, I take a hard stand against people that conflate what he did with pedophilia. They're completely different things. It's sort of like we need to understand that words have meanings. And yes, technically that was underage trafficking. Absolutely. He drove somebody who was underage from point A to point B. But being with women... Who and by the way, a lot of these people, even though they're underage, they do carry themselves off like women. Um, even though illegal and lechy, it's not the same thing as a pedophile. No, that's true. So I, I just I'm very very hesitant to to say that about Matt Gates. Yeah. No. And I'm and I'll throw out the pederast label whenever I feel appropriate. And there are plenty of them out there. Oh, I don't think for sure. A shortage of but them. he's not. He's just kind of Roy, sleazy and lechy. Remember, remember Roy Moore from Alabama? Yeah, he was a pedophile. That guy was definitely. Oh, I'll call out pederast. I just don't like it when people say that when it isn't that because words have meanings. That's true. Words do have meanings. And a lot of times people forget that. Um, But in terms of some of the different things uh, that ultimately took place over the course of the evening that I would consider to be very favorable, especially we really have to focus on the local level. Rod, congratulations. Rod Velez shirt, I would. So our friend Rod Velez won the school board district one, Broward County District One race. He earned it. He did. He earned it. And then some. Yeah. Um, that's that's what public service is, people. And give credit to Robert McKinsey, who unexpectedly, I must say, defeated Bobby DeBotes. Did not see that one coming. No, also a nice fringe benefit, something yeah. that just warms the heart just a little bit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Not nearly as much as what I would consider to be the biggest loss of the evening, and it happened to have come on the GOP side. Mr. Anthony Sabatini, who was so convinced that if he blew Donald Trump hard enough that he would eventually... What, great riches would be, be would befell him? It, 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 Donald's golden <laughs> sperm would somehow make him a superman, and he could actually convince enough people to vote for him. And as it turns out, he lost... So not only did he lose his state house seat in Tallahassee, he lost his seat running for the U.S. Congress. So now he's SOL. But of course, we all know guys like that always manage to fail upwards. So he'll probably land some type of a consulting job or lobbying job. 
I don't think so. Not that that, not that it matters, but usually that's, that's how it goes. Um, you know what I was thinking of when we're doing this? Like, it really reminds me, I, I feel like almost like a Tim Russert kind of vibe here. Boy, like if only we had the dry erase board, let me tell everybody, I loved him. I did. Yeah. I like, that was the, that was the last era of when the media still had some journalists and that they had some amount of integrity. Um, and then since then it's just been downhill, but yeah, Tim Russert with the dry erase board on election night, was like the best. And I feel kind of like we're like that. So yay, Maxwell Frost. That is an exceptionally, uh, yeah. an exceptionally impressive victory. Obviously Maxwell had a lot of money come in late. He obviously had a lot of people, uh, with the adult, with the endorsements. Of okay. But can we, can we touch on the fact that they tried to smear him? They did. And, and that backfired good. as it should, as it always should. And I don't know, you know, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to find the, the Lauren state. Yeah, 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 yeah. So guys, I wanted to also say, I wanted to say something about Maxwell Frost campaign. I do. I need to, I, I feel like this needs to be said. So we've been supportive of the Maxwell Frost campaign. How long? Like how long since you started reaching out to them and, and supporting, we stopped by the offices in Orlando, wanting to meet them and, and really be supportive of them. And his campaign manager, really went out of his way to kind of ghost us a little bit. And I don't particularly appreciate that. Like, I mean, look, I get big league daily, but they're from actual big league people. And I just find it really uncool that a campaign manager wasn't going out of their way to connect somebody with people that are supporters and have been wanting to be connected with. Like, it just really, it doesn't sit well with me. And I think that people, when you're running a grassroots campaign, be careful of who you hire on in terms of whether or not they're like some sort of D.C. person. Look at who else they've worked for. Look at other campaigns they run. I don't know. I just it, it, it rubs me very wrong that we that we were kind of ghosted from somebody who we're huge supporters of. Thank you, John. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Okay, first of all, John Adams. That's a really good name. Yeah. It's solid. You know what? That's like every like Jewish guy's envy in life is a normal name like that, John Adams. You know, <laughs> like the kind of stuff. Like, I don't know so if that was simple. Things, No, it's, um, it's nice. It's nice. And he gets first in alphabetical order. And and so thank you, Paul. Hi, Great Paul. to see you. Yeah, we're and doing so post game. Make sure we say, yeah, we're doing post game. And so uh, Do you want to comment on that at all? Because you were the one who was having the yeah, interactions with that. You know, unfortunately, uh, do I think that this was all, uh, you know, singular regarding, um, you know, Maxwell's manager and not wanting to have him come on the podcast? No, because I can tell you on good authority, because I communicate with him directly, Maxwell absolutely wanted to come on the show. Right. See, that's now, is it possible that there are people higher up in the Democratic Party who know that we are basically a thorn in the side of the establishment, especially in Broward County. And they basically say, do not go near them because we are not, we're not team players. We're not team players. We we're don't not, play well with others. You know, we're, we're not just going to capitulate to the party establishment. No. And not to say that Maxwell is necessarily going to do that, but they are going to work their tail off to try to make sure that he does. 
what is working in Maxwell's favor is that the March for Our Lives guys, led by David Hogue and many others, are behind him 100 percent. And they know that real progressive change needs to come to Capitol Hill. And now they have a vessel that's going to go there. And, and we have to hope that he, that he circles himself with people that are well-intended. Yes. And that he, you know, and this is the thing that concerns me about him being really young. This is the kind of stuff where I think, um, especially people that are young, can kind of maybe go in the wrong direction and get led easily in the wrong direction, get a little starry-eyed, get a little ambitious. Um, and I think that it's easy to then sort of be talked into, oh, this is who you should hire for this. And who, and then before you know it, you're not who you are. Like that's, that's the thing that concerns me. And age, I do think is a factor. Oh yeah. No, I definitely think there is something to that. Uh, Max Strike, we will agree to disagree. I'm sorry you feel that way, but <laughs> we are supporting non-corporate representation. <laughs> which is very important. Now, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, and we did meet somebody today who you probably would have gotten along very well with at one of the polls in West Broward, uh, believes that everyone who's on the left is supposedly just wanting to turn this country into communism. That, of course, is not true. Here's the thing. Most of the people that say that really don't even know what communism is. That may be true as well. That's a that's a product of our stellar education system here in the United States, that we have people that throw around words like communism, fascism, socialism, and they have no idea what they mean whatsoever. No, they definitely do do not. Uh, You're worried about Will Simpson for. A, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Accept it. Because that's where we are. That's where we are. The odds of him not winning are so slim to none. He's sitting on quite a big little war chest there. If anybody can let us know, because we weren't able to find it, actually, although I could probably look it up. But uh, in the meantime, if anybody knows who actually won the uh, Democratic primary for uh, Florida's agriculture commissioner, uh, for whatever reason, that is one particular race. We and are we don't not know what happened around. with uh, Senate with uh, Lauren Book, Barbara Sharif. Race. No, we do. What so happened? Lauren Book won and won by 20 points, uh, which, again, is not surprising. She is the incumbent state senator who is also the minority leader. Uh, and again, there was no real issue with Lauren Book. The issue here is with the Broward Democratic Party that saw two not allowing Barbara Sharif to have a fair shake at trying to make her case to be the next state senator from this particular area. And the reason this is particularly egregious, particularly, is that it's, and again, everyone should have an opportunity to run for office if yeah. they seek it. Barbara Sharif is a former mayor and two-time elected county commissioner of Broward County. And they just tossed her, her. tossed her aside like she doesn't matter. Well, because she's not sitting in power now. They don't need her. And they just fall in line behind the incumbent. And it's really very undemocratic. And so I will. And I this is and I said it last night. The reason I voted for Barbara Sharif is I didn't like the way that they treated her. Um, you know, I will always support the person that's going to, that's being like kept Me out too. and oppressed, Me too. but it's really disgusting that we even have to do that. The yeah. whole thing is disgusting. If you can't win on your own merits, then what the hell is the point? Everyone's thinking, oh, well, the only way I can win is I have to cheat, which is not true. I will say one thing that I am somewhat thankful for, and not, not that this happened to Barbara Sharif, but the fact that other people that are much more mainstream establishment people now know what it feels like to be ghosted and have the thumb on the scale for the other person when you're just trying to have a fair election. I don't entirely mind that happening to establishment people because 
uh, two years ago, they were also part of that. Uh, so I, I think that it's not a bad lesson to be learned. And I think it also helps us build allies uh, in this sort of fight to have a real democracy. Absolutely. So even though it was a runoff, you know, we definitely know one particular person who we will be working very hard for going into November, and that is Rod Velez for uh, Broward uh, School Board Commission, uh, school board, not commission, but school board seat number one. Very important. That is going to cover Hollywood, Hallandale, uh, East Broward. I basically. thought these are nonpartisan. Well, they're supposed to be. But they are. So if it's nonpartisan, then why is there a primary? Well, there's a runoff. So it's a top two. Correct. So that's how it works in the nonpartisan races. Uh, that one is obviously good. Uh, obviously, Mr. McKinsey winning is good. Uh, there was a Holness win, one. Jeff Holness will win Broward County School Board seat number five. Our good friend Ruth Carter Lynch came in a close second place. Raymond Adderley lost. Raymond Adderley, the, probably the worst loss of the night. Um, For really, sure. And, and not just because he lost, because no. he's a really solid candidate, no. but because, again— the Broward Teachers Union decided to continue their endorsement of Donna Korn, who, as a, we will not say who, but somebody who is pretty well connected in politics here in Broward County, is convinced that Governor DeSantis may very well remove Donna Korn tomorrow. It's like not, even, it'll, right. not even going to wait. Right. But you're out. Yeah. And he has the and he has the juice to do it. And and so, then, so basically, and what we have found out also is that that essentially puts Broward School Board School Board at six to whatever it is. It'll be six DeSantis picks. And how many people are in there? Nine? It's only like nine seats. If that, yeah, nine seats. I, I, and I'm thinking, well, even if Raymond had finished in one of the top two, he still would have had to run against Zeman in the, in the general. So there, he would have had to continue. There's no guarantee. And you know they would have gotten behind Zeman anyway. But the fact that you still stuck with Donna Korn, what does that say? No, it's what does it say that the Broward Teachers Union reaffirmed? It's one thing that they endorsed her before, before she was indicted. Sure. Okay. But then after she was indicted, the Broward Teachers Union was still sending out endorsement campaign literature for her. And it's like, okay, so what you're basically saying is you're endorsing a candidate that is likely going to be kicked out and replaced by somebody appointed by the governor that you claim to hate. If so like, anyway, it's, this I, is so, your Broward So this is, so when people say, oh, I think Charlie Chris can beat Ron DeSantis, this is a prime example of why that is impossible to happen. It's not going to Look happen. at what's happening here in Broward, where this is supposed to be as blue as it can possibly be. And, you know, we've been tracking sort of the trajectory of where the county has been pretty much since, um, kind of in a way, uh, you know, has been, yeah, that's true. Asus is correct. I know. That's true. Uh, one of the things that we noticed is just how, since Debbie has been a congresswoman in this area, you know, you look at the apex point, which is all the way back in 08 when Obama won the state by three points. It has been going down this way ever since. Yeah. And Broward County is probably the best example of that in terms of how much territory has been lost. And even on a night like tonight where things ultimately worked out pretty well for a number of people, there is no question. That decisions that are being made are not good. No, the party is feckless. They're just useless here. The Florida party really has no juice whatsoever. And that's by design. And I will say that we're seeing a lot of cracks in its armor. I will say that tonight I was very eye-opening for me, actually, in some ways at that. We went to 
um, Sheila's watch party, her victory party, as it turns out. And, you know, a lot of the usual suspects were there, people that we know, the local scene. And people that two years ago uh, would never have considered voting for me are people now that are in a very different mindset in terms of what they're willing to tolerate from their local party. It's just, it's, it's very interesting. And what they've learned is so filthy. Yeah. So the same people that were so staunch establishment, we can't support you. We're very, you know, are not so happy with the way their party's being run. And I will also say, and this is very important and we will not say who it is. We always protect people. We will never expose them, but I will tell you that somebody who has been an elected rep, um, who supported Debbie last time, made a point to basically V-line to Jen basically Tonight. the whole night. Yeah. And to me, that's a sign. That's the type of a, sign yeah. where it's like if you did choose to run again, that that would be a huge, uh, that would have a huge impact. Oh, no, I already, like, there's a lot of those types of people. And so before we move on to some of the other races, because, again, some of them are very important that we do want to touch upon. We need Just to one second, about- we have to talk about our Congresswoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, you need to, okay. so, he needs to cover this. So this is, um, this is one of those things where when you realize just what a snake, you know, a lot of you like to say that Elizabeth Warren is a snake. Well, let me tell you what a real snake is. This is a real snake, okay? Don't make it seem like we're just hating the hate. No. Okay. This is... But filthy. <laughs> when you want to talk about a congressional representative who only knows how to do all of the dirty little tricks behind the scenes. And there is no question, we have enough information to know that Debbie's preference for this particular congressional race in Florida's 20th district, which is what Florida's Hands down. Was Dale Dale Holness. Hands down. They're peas in a pod, those two. Made a point to get him on the Broward County Party slate of endorsed candidates. And they did that against the sitting congresswoman. They put them both up there. However... This is something, this is our typical Broward I guarantee you, if you looked at any of the other races, especially for the incumbents that are in Broward, Palm Beach, and Dade County, this is the only race. It is. So, guys, if if you look, and the Broward um, DEC, they put up their recommended candidates for 22, which personally, I think that when you're the Democratic Party, uh, you shouldn't have recommended candidates in a primary. You should just have a list of candidates. That's just a list of people running. Um, but they do. They put out a slate of preferred Democrats. But what's so interesting about this, and this has, of course, Debbie all over it. So uh, in Sheila's race, they actually put Sheila, the incumbent, and Dale as a challenger, even though there was actually another challenger. But Dale made the cut. However, in Deb's race in District 25, they put Debbie and they didn't put her challenger on the ticket, even though she had one, Robert Milley, shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just flagrant. And by the way, Debbie, it was another unforced error on your part because Sheila's people noticed it. It wasn't just me who noticed it. They noticed it. Not a good look. Yeah, it's not, not a, good, a look. good look. And, and. But that's not where it ends, ladies no. and gentlemen, because, oh, and it it never, because it never does. Not with Debbie. It gets Debbie's only got one way, and that is <laughs> full train wreck. Not just a little, but a full one. So she decides to send a handful of her, I guess, volunteers. I call them minions. Or they lack- look like minions. Or lackeys, whatever you want to call them. Toadies. So they're showing up there, and they're not just showing up. They're showing up in Debbie's shirts. Well, up. in all fairness to them... 
they came from the polling place. They probably did. Okay. Probably and there were a did. lot of people there in Val shirts or whatever because it's election day. It's true. Okay. It's true. So I'm not going to criticize Debbie's people for wearing her shirt. But I think, one, it's disgusting that she couldn't be bothered to congratulate her fellow congressperson there in person. And two, that she did everything negative to her about her since the first day Sheila got to DC as the Congresswoman and now just realizes, all right, well, I guess I lost. So we'll be nice now. I don't know. It's noticed. And I don't think it's going to help in the long run. No. And I think that there are, again, um, eventually everyone thinks that these things can't change. And yeah, they generally take longer than one would expect. But the reality is it doesn't last forever. And there are those who think it does. And on top of everything else, it would be one thing if Debbie was liked and was a nice person and she's neither. So she has money and she has fear. And when you have those two things in politics, it actually counts for a lot. Oh, no, it gets you very far. It gets you very far. But eventually, eventually, if you're not nice. See, that's the thing. There's plenty of filthy, corrupt people. Sure. But they're nice and people like them. It's people like, I mean, look, you've got Obama, you've got uh, Clinton, you've got people that are charismatic and people like them, even though we know that they're corrupt and filthy. She doesn't have that likability factor. And so the other stuff eventually gets old to people. They're tired of being bullied. Yeah, I agree. I think that that is a very big part of it. And in terms of the additional down ballot races that I thought really, you know, had a considerable impact on everything that went on this evening. You know, look, we love Elijah Manley. He's a good young man. Unfortunately, he lost again, ran for state house. Uh, Daryl Campbell will go back to Tallahassee. Uh, I do think that Elijah will run again at some point. I just hope that when he does, it is more realistic in terms of being able to get his foot in the door. Because I I think think he's good. Yeah. And I think he needs to maybe work for a bit and get some sort of experience, like work experience that isn't necessarily running for office. Yeah. I think that there are. And and again, somebody who's very well intended and wants to help. And I think that that is a big deal. I think that is a very big deal. And, and you need more people like that. Uh, but I would definitely say uh, overall, oh, and uh, Michelle, uh, uh, I don't I, don't I also want to know if Allison Miller won uh, in, in um, Pinellas County. probably pull all of those races up, and we're going to do that in a minute. Okay. Um, so I can tell you guys that right now. I want to know what's going the, on in New York. Yeah, we're going to get to New York in a minute. Yeah, we That's need to great, talk about New York. New York is an entirely great, other. Well. Yeah. New York's an entirely other subject matter. That has its own problem. Yeah. Well, we definitely have uh, we definitely have a lot of that going on. So Michelle Rayner Goldsby <laughs> has what? Uh, <laughs> hey, that's very funny. Uh, oh, so Michelle Rayner Goldsby <laughs> oh. is going back to Tallahassee, Woo! which is really great. She's awesome. She is. And that's the girl whose mom knew my uncle. It is a small world after. I, oh. I like that, though. Uh, Annette Tadeo uh, easily won <clears throat> the primary <clears throat> which in Florida's 26. I will be honest. Obviously, I support Angel Montalvo. Um, Angel is the kind of people that I personally want representing people. That's my kind of people. Um, but I, I am I am 
more pleased with this outcome than I would have been otherwise if Ken had won, given that I feel like there's just something off there in terms of I'm running for this. No, I'm running for that. I'm running for, I, I just, I feel like it was just all done as strategy and I don't particularly care for that. Well, Do we I know what happened in that them. yet? Which one? Agriculture race. I know. Still trying to get the information. Does <laughs> anybody know. know what happened in the Florida's agriculture race? Somebody please put Please. it in the chat. We got enough people watching where somebody has to know. Yeah. So let's dissect some of the New York race. And this is going to be very important. This is important. Uh, right now, unfortunately, um, it is not looking good uh, overall for the congressional races that we had focused on. In particular, congre- Sorry. in particular, congressional race district number 10, which is where um, – a really awesome ally and friend who should, well, listen, you know what? I don't know if Yulene can close but a, that's a, the a, an 800-vote gap right now, uh, which, believe it or not, even with 95% reporting, there's still enough outstanding votes where 1.3% of the vote percentage can actually be made up. But the fact that Yulene who has completely outperformed the polls. She was polling at 17% and she's got 24% of the vote. So what that tells me is, is that she really wasn't that far off to begin with. But the fact of the matter is, Mondaire Jones made a colossal miscalculation of immense proportions. And he's got 18% of the vote, but he is well behind. He is behind by... of. In terms of winning, he is behind by over 4,000 votes. So basically, he was the spoiler for her. This is somebody Mm -hmm. who decided that he didn't have it in him, or the stomach, if you will, to run against Sean Patrick Maloney. Is this when it got, okay, so they got redistricted. Correct. And so in order for him to maintain a seat where he was, he would have to run against someone he was afraid of. Correct. So he decided to get into a race that he deemed so he decided, easier. So he decided to carpet bag, because that's what it is, uh, go run in another place and figure that, hey, that'll help me. I, I can't even for the life of me wonder what he was thinking doing that in the first place, especially because he was suppo- supposedly a non-corporate candidate. You could have united so many people against Sean Patrick Maloney, who's the head of the DCCC. People can't stand that crap. And... It just unfortunately made things so... Look, un- even yeah. her too, with taking votes away Why from Why wouldn't Holtzman get out of the race? I don't know. Anybody who considers themselves progressive and non-corporate that doesn't step aside when there's somebody in that race that's clearly outperforming them, yeah. you're not in it for the movement, you're in it for yourself. That's for sure. Because those, those supposed more progressive people are now taking votes. From, it's... And I just want to say, and we we both, we both want to say, we both want to acknowledge Alessandra Baeghi, who unfortunately, as expected, got crushed by Sean Patrick Maloney. But kudos to having balls. To having the guts to go on basically a suicide mission. So that way other candidates might have an opportunity to win, like our friend Melanie DeRigo in New York's third congressional district, who unfortunately is also going to lose. And this is just a reflection of just how especially in New York, it is unacceptable how fractured these movements are. Because again, they're usually pretty strong when it comes to the state and city races. But for some reason, when it gets to the federal races, they can't get their act together. Well, they also have a serious gerrymandering problem as well. That, yeah. And again, and that's gerrymandering in a blue state. I mean, it's just amazing to me. And even tonight, just overhearing people 
talking about like, oh, it's those Republicans. If we could just get rid of the Republicans, the Republicans are all, what did she say? Mentally ill. Like that mindset is not helping us. It's not going to allow us to close the gap or to be able to win races. We're not getting anywhere. No. Look, we we would certainly hope that our, our, uh, you know, a friend, friendly person who came on our podcast, Sarah Hood in New York's 22nd congressional district, she's down by four and a half points. She's down by about 700 votes with 68% reporting. It's not an impossible uh, race to pull off. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Uh, You know, you, you you just don't know. And so when you see some of these races, wait, wait, wait. Oh, which one are we looking at? Which one? Oh, never mind. Keep going. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, that, that's why these races hurt as much as they do. And, you know, look, think very highly of Melanie and was hoping that, you know, she would have at least had a puncher's chance to win. But unfortunately, this guy, Robert Zimmerman, is really in deep with the establishment. And... It basically is just replacing, you know, Sousy with somebody else. That's why sometimes these things get tricky when you run with multiple people in versus yeah. just having one. Can I go to Florida? One second. Okay. Uh, so right now, uh, all right, so now the numbers have changed. I don't know why that is, but now it's 90% precincts reporting and it's 1,000 votes in favor of Daniel Goldman. Yuli Neu has got... 20, she's got uh, 24% of the vote. Dan Goldman has Did they have a runoff or anything? No. Uh, this is just this is just your typical primary yeah, like typical that. Yeah. New York's, uh, so there's the uh, Benin hand. You know, just this is just, um, and we like to call these guys NPCs in politics. NPC, basically non-playable characters, just there standing. <laughs> it's isn't actually going to be doing anything. It's just going to stand there and, you know, that's what they that's do. That's what they do. But, New York's 10th congressional district, there's going to be a lot of work. We'll talk about this again. Like that, that's not like one of those races that we're not. No, it's important and it's frustrating because the difference that one person's ego made in that race is huge. Yeah. And, And when we're looking at a movement that really every single representative that can get through that's non corporate is a game changer situation. And for someone to let their ego interrupt that. Is just really telling. We, we have some work to do, people. We do. We've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And we're going to look uh, for the state races. Um, if anybody knows the final result right now of our really awesome friend and somebody that we are so thoroughly behind, State Senator Gustavo Rivera in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. The author, of course, of the New York Health Act. He was. Up, that wasn't on the other page. No, he was up by five points, uh, but definitely a tight race. Um, it turns out that I nailed my prediction on the, the, he did on the gubernatorial primary. I said that Charlie Chris would win by 25 points over Nikki Freed. And that is exactly what he's won by. Exactly. We'll see how it goes for you in November. We'll see. We will see. We're totally going to see. Yeah. Val Demings, no question, obviously. Well, there was, they didn't allow but, any competition you know, it, there. But, but this is where, and this is where we talk about where we believe that the Democratic Party, especially compared to the Republican Party, makes a colossal mistake when it comes to these big races. They do not allow for a real primary. There are no debates. They have completely endorsed Val Demings from the very beginning. What you end up doing as a result of that, by not having an actual primary, yeah. is you don't get out the vote. Nope. Because nobody's excited, nobody's motivated, nobody feels like they had a say-so, and nobody really has any like vested interest. Correct. Other than... 
the establishment party. And so you are not going to motivate enough people to come out and vote for someone that was handed to them as opposed to somebody that, that had people behind them in a primary. Yeah. It's just the way it works. That does make a lot of sense. Um, very interesting. And I guess I was not too familiar with uh, Aramis uh, Ayala. Aramis. Aramis Ayala. Ayala. Uh, she convincingly uh, wins the primary to become Florida's uh, next attorney general. Yeah. Um, I, don't I know think her. she's, I think she could surprise people because Ashley Moody is. Ashley My Moody thought is that, that, is that because of the races at the top of the ballot in November, that it's going to be a red slam. I think that the, the positions like attorney general and commissioner of agriculture end up going the way for the most part. Nikki Fried winning was an anomaly. That's not typical to happen. That's what I'm saying. Like when you look at how things normally go, those races generally go with top a ticket. Oh, absolutely. So that's I'm just saying, statistically speaking, it is most likely going to go that way. So. Yulene ha- is within 600 votes. And, thi- and listen. Shame on you, Mondaire Jones. She better, she better win. That's all I can say. Because if she doesn't damn. win and she loses by this thin of a margin <coughs> and not one single person who is not corporate couldn't get behind her. I mean, oh. totally unacceptable to say the least. So it makes me want to start a revolution in Chinatown. <laughs> well, at least you get some good grub. Yeah, the dumpling guy. There's a, There's a dumpling guy. So, but anyway, for yeah. a lot of these races, as we had talked about, when it comes to Congress, wait, wait, we'll start. That's out, nice. Yeah, we'll start right at the top. Now, obviously, we support Rebecca Jones, and we certainly hope that she has a real chance. But the fact that just the fact, and the oh and the yeah, fact, and the <laughs> fact that oh my god, and think of it this way. Oh my, the god. fact that DeSantis and Rubio had uncontested primaries, the GOP still comes out and votes. And in Florida's first congressional district, which granted is very red, Rebecca Jones has eighty has eighty five percent of the vote, and she's got twenty thousand votes. These almost a less percentage of votes has been counted, and Matt Gates has almost seventy thousand votes. That should tell you where the if that doesn't tell you where the GOP is in this state right now, I don't know why you look. Well, and and the truth is, in that district, the, there's no amount of independence that could possibly make up that differential. Like that's crazy in no. terms of the amount of voters. So you're talking about she has less percentage of him than the vote, but not much. She's got 62 percent right now, and he's got 66. But the amount of voters, if every single one of her people showed up and voted for her in the general, it doesn't even come close to being enough people. There's just not enough people in that district that aren't Republican. Now, what's going to be even more interesting? Now, I look at Florida's fourth congressional district. Now, I believe this might technically be a competitive district. I could be wrong, but I think this might be competitive. So LaShonda Holloway is up by, I'm not kidding, guys. She is up by like 200 votes out of over 50 57, 50, almost 58,000 votes cast. I know that name. How do I know that name? I think we know her. Anthony Hall Hill, Hill. is trailing her by just a couple hundred votes. It is 50.2% to 49.8%. Now that is a razor thin margin. That's a real Oh, race. no. I know a Latasha Holloway oh, is the name okay. I gave you. That's different. I'm like, Sounds familiar. Okay. Uh, very good news coming out of Florida's 7th Congressional District. Corey Mills has defeated Anthony Sabatini. Go nice. Kick, go kick Rock Sabatini because you really do deserve Go away. Uh, Maxwell Frost fairly convincingly won Congressional District 10. He won it with 34% of the vote. Randolph Bracey was 
uh, just under 10 points behind. But Maxwell's going to win it by over 5,000 votes. That is really impressive. Uh, Alan Grayson. Now, whether we can prove or not, you were the one who sent out those discussions. Well, whether it was him or Grayson, either way. Either the one. Uh, mm-hmm. Dirty politics is becoming a thing of the past. People really don't like it very no, much. No, they really don't like it. And you know what? It is really unbecoming. And if I think about it in terms of if it were Alan Grayson, you're picking on a kid. Yeah. Like, seriously, man. Well. You know what I need? It's like time to pass the baton. They don't want to. They like oh the my life. God, it's all good. Jesus. So in Florida's 11th congressional district, excuse me. So Daniel Webster, who's a standard, you know, Republican, if you will, uh, defeated uh, Looney Tune, Laura Loomer. Oh, she's the wackadoo. Which, wait, wait, wait. Which she one? ran against Lois Frankel. Oh, that's and right. was doing all that crazy right. stuff going to Mar-a-Lago all and, the time. And then lost there and then ran up here, decided that wasn't going to work and go up here. Correct. Didn't work. Well, you could be a traveling carny. Well, apparently Mondaire Jones did that. Apparently a lot of people do that. They just decide which district do I have a better chance of winning because it's about me winning this job. So Alan Cohn is going to be the nominee in Florida's 15th congressional district. This is a gentleman who is running to replace Charlie Crist. Uh, I don't know how competitive this district is, but obviously Laurel Lee. I know that name. Yeah. Well, Laurel Lee was... And, and she could very well win this. Seat. I was going to say, I know that name, she so she is, has name recognition. No, she was the um, former secretary. Former secretary of state. Of state. That's, right. <clears throat> That's right. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll probably so District 15 will be competitive in the general election, especially because this is looking like a red wave in Florida, especially. Uh, so I would definitely see that that is probably the direction that that will go in. Let's talk um, about this. Okay. So Jared Mouskowitz is easily going to be the nominee. And Why do you say Mouskowitz? Is it Mouskowitz? I, I always said Moskowitz. Oh, Moskowitz, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know if offensive. you know. I, I didn't think you were being offensive. I thought maybe you knew something I didn't so know. So this is a very safe blue district, and Jared is going to go to Congress. But again— This was Ted Deutsch's seat. This just, is a seat that, let's be honest, and Ben Sorensen was the vice mayor of Fort Lauderdale. I like This him. was not what I would consider to be— a fair primary. They put the thumb nope. on the scale heavy for Mr. Mouskowitz. And again, we don't really know Jared. I'm sure he's a decent guy. He's been sitting on our county commission for how long? I don't know. Like months. Okay. He was stuck there by DeSantis, wasn't he? Yes, that's right. He was appointed by DeSantis. Yeah. And now he's going to Congress. Now, again, I don't really know enough about him. That is by did... one person. No, Not no. Heavily number of people, promoted. But that made a big difference for sure. And so... I'm telling you, even at the local level, if that makes a lick of sense for some people, in the long run, it doesn't pay off because you'll never win statewide races because you'll never motivate people to get up. If you are completely shadow banning a number of candidates, including Alan Ellison, who we are friendly with, and granted, he carpet-backed, he moved into the area just to run for the seat, but he couldn't even get invited to meetings to speak to the constituents. And, And may I say that that happened after he was doing well and running for U.S. Senate, except for that they were ignoring him. And then they decided after the fact to stick Val Demings in there, even though Allen had already been running in that race and running a good just campaign. Cast, just casted him aside. Right. And so they didn't even give him the time of day. So, you know, in his case, I kind of get this, but it's all very frustrating to me. 
It's yeah. all very frustrating to me. And and as a side note, this is just point of reference. I don't vote for people that use um, police shields as logos. Not a selling point to me. So right now, right now, and this is very, very important. Yes. Um, so it's been updated, and apparently Yulene now only trails Dan Goldman with 92% reporting by 600 votes. This is close. And so there's no telling how it's going to end. Um, there really isn't anything that we can say in terms of, um, you know, obviously there were elections to be had. Okay, so you know in, what this uh, almost reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, what would have happened had Sheila not won when Omari was in the race in the first place. Like, yeah. if it wasn't, it, that it was so close, and you you kept saying, like, if she loses... And because of that, and I feel like that about mm. New York 10, I feel like that is a race that was totally progressively winnable and non-corporate well, winnable. Especially because our current form of government is so corporate captured that when you have the opportunity to put somebody into elected office that is in a position to succeed, it goes without saying that you have to do the deed. It yeah. just has to be done. And there are so few that are willing to check their ego at the door and realize that the movement is more important than anything else. As is so often the case with so many people who run, you know, what we see all too often is people can't check their ego at the door. It's very frustrating. They just can't. It's so frustrating. It, it, it's thank and you. part of it is that I don't. Thank you, Val. It. Appreciate that Thank very you. much. Really means a lot. Um, and part of it, what makes it so unfathomable to me as somebody who's been in this position, like I can't tell you how much I would rather there be someone else to do what I did. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times I would say, maybe you should do this and I should run the campaign. Like, it's like. Patty, are you saying that uh, Naomi did win? Is that is that correct? So she is the nominee? If that is correct, then well, that affects me in so many ways. I can't even begin. We're to trying to we're, we're trying to finish something from our. We're having a campaign. serious. We're having now. This is going to make my life infinitely harder. I'm just saying. Well, no, it's not going to hurt me. It's going to ultimately hurt other people, but it'll just cost me money. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm say, so frustrated. What is what is with the Democrats and these candidates that they know are like either. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Florida Democrats have a strong preference for candidates under criminal investigation. Every, it, it, in fact, it's like out of control. If you want to win an office in Florida politics, get yourself under FBI investigation. That's how you do it, because they have a strong penchant for people that are under uh, investigation for things from, you know, income tax fraud, all sorts of stuff, triple P loan fraud, you name it. Well, believe me when I tell you, if anyone knows a thing or two about what you don't do when you run for office. I thought you were going to say if anyone knows a thing or two about fraud. I totally am an innocent <laughs> man. You are a terrible person to ever say that. Do you know that they stole my belongings from my house? Those without were my belongings. Permission? No, it was my belongings. I'm the president. You, I could do, I'm still the president. I could do whatever I want. You stole but those. Then, those are public. Those are public look, property. We, we're totally... It, the Democrats, they're really terrible people. They totally don't understand. I would even agree with you on that. No, they're no, they're really terrible. No, I know you agree because they are terrible people. They're terrible. And people. the Republicans are great people. No, really tremendous. No, people. No, no, we're totally tremendous people. Really they're they're people. just so, more psychopathic. 
I saw what happened today. It's a really, really terrible day. Anthony Sabatini lost his race. Thank God. That's really, ter- no, it's really terrible. Really terrible. That Get you're not getting that highway named after you now. Oh, no, I'm totally getting a highway named after me. I just have to bribe somebody else. He tried really, really hard. It didn't work, but he's totally. We prefer the name Bloody 27. It's really bloody because it's blood red. It's red for Trump. <laughs> like my tie, everything. So, unfortunately, you do a lot of the Democrats <laughs> constantly complain about me and all the things that I do that are terrible. And yet they do so many terrible things and no one ever says a word about it. We say about it all the time. No, nobody really talks about it because it's totally fake news when they talk about me. I'm really great, really innocent. We try to get people really to pay talking. attention all the time to all the shenanigans. Excuse me, I'm talking. talking. So I just want everyone to know that I'm perfectly fine. I had to get out of Mar-a-Lago for a little while, and this place was right down the road, so it made perfect sense to come here and tell everybody that Jet Perlman will never, ever, ever be a congresswoman. Never going to happen. I know. She's totally terrible. Don't ever vote for her. You don't like people you can't purchase. No, that's totally not true. I can purchase everybody. I can even purchase you. (laughs) I've got all the money in the world, believe me. I had it all under my control. And then the stupid Democrats and the government and that sleepy Joe Biden had to come in and ruin everything. But we're coming back. We are going to make America great again. Again. And that's all there is to it. Good night, all. Okay, guys, so something else. Can we talk about the Paris Hilton commercial for a second? All right, so. If you guys haven't seen this, you need to go on YouTube and look up the new Paris Hilton commercial that they're doing for Hilton Hotels. Holy Toledo. I do not know of anything I've ever seen that could be more tone deaf um, in the moment than this commercial. And. Peter thinks from the marketing perspective that they were trying to be funny, that it was like a, like an attempt at humor. I don't think so. I actually think they're that obtuse. I do. And I, it's just the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It's her walking in with her little white fluffy dog. Okay, granted, I have a white fluffy dog. But the whole premise of this TV ad is that the, one of the beautiful things about Hilton is the adjoining rooms so you could have one as your closet. And it shows her traveling with this entourage of people and a designer luggage that takes up like an entire queen size or king size bed in its own room. And it's just really gross. Yeah, well, this is if it. If you all want to see just Well, it'll how... end up demonetizing us, though. No, I don't think so. Why? Because it's probably... No, I think that it's probably small enough where we really don't have to worry about it, but we will uh, we'll, we'll ultimately see, you know, just, well, again, I can't, I can't do that, so I have to... Uh, this is so... You guys have to see this commercial. It's absurd. Yeah. If you haven't. I had told him about... Apparently, it's not even new, but I no. guess it was new to me. I hadn't seen it yet. No, but you guys are going to see this Share and you're going to really... Uh, I don't know if you're going to get a kick out of it. Like I said, I think this is a really bad attempt at humor. But I think it's just yeah. grotesque. Uh, yes, I would definitely say that this is grotesque. And do Th- this do is, that. We don't need to be there. Yeah. Where should we put all your luggage, Ms. Hill? In the connecting room, please. Slitting travel tip number 48. Book confirmed connecting rooms for an extra large closet. Or, you know, for your family. When you need a connecting room for whatever reason, it matters where you stay. Hilton for the stay.
Okay, so I don't know what you guys. Now, that to me is almost like Marie Antoinette level. It's like you're asking for it. You're asking to have a guillotine put in your house. Like, I, I don't. It's just absurd. Especially at a time when people are struggling so mightily and then you think, oh, yeah, let's do a commercial of Paris Hilton showing just how obscenely rich she is. And, of course, she didn't earn it. She was living, born right into it. Sliving tip number whatever it was. A person who's sliving is when they are glamorously successful, self-empowered and fulfilled. They are killing, killing it, it all on their own, loving every minute of it and looking good while doing it. Paris Hilton, you've never done anything Ever all on your own. Ever. Ever. <laughs> like, you're, you're sliving. <laughs> God. TMS, thank you very much. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. You know, again, obviously, uh, Mark Kelly, is a, is a, he's, a, he's a good senator. So certainly um, would be good for him to hold his seat. We'll see what happens. Um, his brother's the astronaut, right? That is correct. That's that is cool. who he is. Can't say the same about Kirsten Cinema. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, you can't have everything you want in that state. Uh, you know what? If you're good, if you're lucky enough to have one good senator, I would say that that's pretty good. Um, so, if anyone can update, uh, I really want to know what. If anyone can tell us what's going on in the state senate elections in New York, particularly State Senator Gustavo Rivera, I'm going to look that up real quick just to see where we're at. And guys, listen, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. It's free to do so on YouTube. And if you're so inclined, consider being a patron. Um, for as little as $5 a month, you can really help us. We're just really trying to bring information to people and bring people together and build a really big coalition to get the filthy shit out of our politics. Yeah. That's really all we're trying to do. That is our goal. That's, like, that's really goal? our goal, to get the filthy shit out. So that entails coordinating things with labor, coordinating things having to do with community service, explaining, bringing people in to participate that don't normally participate is not easy. It isn't. Um, because they don't want to participate because they know that it's filthy. And it's hard to argue that because it is. So... It's like a constant battle in every direction. But if you guys would support, it's very helpful. All of our money goes into our organization called GenCorp. It's a 501c4. Sorry, no tax write-off because we do make political endorsements. That money helps non-corporate candidates, non-partisan races, and also community service. Uh, most of our money goes towards donating to everything from community gardens, homeless care packs, um, really Anything that we think that is, you know, direct to people help, we will donate down here. And so that is really helpful to us guys. And we yeah. try to have, you know, we have very good content. We are small but mighty. And check out some of our previous stuff that we've put out. We get okay. some very good guests. Ron Martin is a friend of the show. He's been here for a while. But Ron, you've got to tell us, what is this alt-left fascism? What is, <laughs> I never knew that alt-left meant fascism. Usually right is what fascism is. So if you could please engage with the audience, what does that mean? Because I'm not sure. I don't now, know who those people are. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. I don't know who the anti-American, anti-free speech people are, anti-Second Amendment I don't know those people. Anti-second. Are you talking about like very overly woke neo-libs? Like, I'm not sure what he's like, talking about. If that's about. what you're referring to, then we're I'm not sure those people. Yeah, I'm definitely. not anti-second amendment. No. Um, I'm not that. And I'm definitely not. I am pretty much a free speech absolutist. Gustavo Rivera wins the election. 
that's very good. Yes. New York, be very thankful. Extremely. And very thankful. And can we just and can we just give a shout out to the New York Working Families Party? Yes. Not the Working Families Party overall, but the no. New York Working Families Party. You guys rock. What they have done for so many <clears throat> local races, what they did for India Walton, what they have done in this case for Senator Rivera, this is what matters. And by the for, way, their phone their phone bank system is really good. Yeah. Really good. Not for nothing. I like their phone. And really system. fast. It really gets everything yeah, done really, really well. Yeah, it was a really nice quick. phone banking system. I, yes. I wish we had that. I don't even know. Like, our working families party is, like, not really existent. No. Definitely not. No, it's very it's it's very regional to New York. And yeah. they've really done yeah, great. Yeah, they're great up there. And for those of you who are so inclined <laughs> that would love to support us, if not becoming a patron, if you can go to Cash App, dollar sign, Gen Change, any support that you can provide obviously would be wonderful. Jen, what do we provide here at Generational Change with the money that is donated to us? I just went through that. You were on your phone. I went through the whole okay. litany of things. So, guys, it's the kind of thing where when Helen Del High was um, hosting a community garden, uh, Jen Cord donated a couple hundred dollars to that. It's one of those things that a nonpartisan person is running for office will donate money to that. It's we. I generally have homeless care packs that I'm always giving out wherever I'm driving around. Our money goes to that. So it's just different things to just try to spread and you know build a coalition of people. You know we do use that money to help. We were able to go and canvas. Uh, for Nina, we're able to do certain things uh, that are really helpful and help build our connections in other places. It's really important to do that, especially in Florida, that we have connections to other people that are on the left and that are populist and that are non-corporate in other places. And we built, we really work hard to keep those connections. Um, and I don't know that that many other people, at least in Florida, are doing that. I would definitely say that Gustavo's win, it, it, you know, deceptively speaking, it may be the biggest win of the night. And I'll explain why. Not just because he is the author of the New York Health Act, and that to me, New York is the state where I think it's going to happen first. I've always maintained, just based on the infrastructure, the way that AOC's victory in Congress really changed the dynamic of the whole city politic that's been going on for yeah. a long time. The fact that Senator Rivera has been there for a while has really been fighting for this. And a lot of people are really starting to notice it now. He's becoming much more of a noted commodity in politics. And by the way, check out. We've had him on a couple of times. You yes. can find that oh, in we'll our have library. Back real soon. Oh, yeah. But on top of everything else, the, Bra the Bronx Democratic Party machine was fully against him. They put all their weight into this race, tried to knock him off. I didn't even know that. Now you know. So as it turns out, when you're a good representative who takes care of their people, you get elected no matter how hard the establishment tries to screw you. And in this case, I hope he gives a big middle finger back. And I hope he starts calling out the representatives that are standing in the way of the New York Health Act getting to the floor. Because that needs to get, now that he did this, now the New York Health Act has to get. Now you got to get it there because he's got a mandate. They really tried to put him away. And he doesn't really have, he doesn't have a race in November. No. Right. No, no, no. There are no, the GOP has no infrastructure. Anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't have, he's done. Like really. Unless I mean, you got somebody like Michael Bloomberg who just wants to buy the whole damn thing. Um, well, he bought our whole state party. He did. He did. And it was probably, here's the sad part is it was probably really cheap. Uh, it probably didn't it even cost, cost that them. much. It could have. They much. were. They have such financial issues. I mean, this is the thing. That's why you know they are now. They've made their bed, and now they have to line it. Like I won't give them a dime. They get money from places that I find nefarious. I'm not going to give them money. 
Yeah. I, I, <laughs> There's I, no way. I, I, I've stopped any memberships in any and all caucuses, clubs, anything that involves any sort of financial giving. I am registered as a Dem, only registered as a Dem, but I will not support them in any way financially um, because I just I just can't. Okay, and I think the night is getting even better. What's happening? Uh, What's happening? I believe Kristen Gonzalez has won her race for state senate in New York's uh, 59th district. So this is the lady. Uh, was she on? No, we couldn't get her on. A million dollars can't buy a movement. Thank you. Yeah. Good for her. So who was against her? This was the race that Nomiki Kans was running in. And to Nomiki's credit, it was late, but she dropped out a little over a week before the election and she endorsed Kristen. So that's big. And Kristen Gonzalez, you better believe, is going to fight for the New York Health Act up in, in Albany. Who's the tool they were running against, though? Who's the... Joe Crowley's niece. <laughs> they put a million dollars into a state senator. Oh, he must... That is so pathetic. That is so, oh my God, that is pathetic. So Joe, it's like, okay, you guys don't want me. How about my niece? Yeah. So it's, that is called nepotism rejected. Yeah. Glorious. That's awesome. Okay. So that's good news. Yeah. The only one that we're really missing at this point. I mean, this has really been. It's when been a pretty really, good day. Yeah, it really has. It's been and a pretty good day. The only person that really um, it, it comes down to at this point is whether or not Yulin can get over the finish line. We obviously feel terrible. Uh, so basically, Ron. But, but that's so many different people. Like, okay, for here's, here's the thing. I am not like one of those woke SJWs. That's pro-censorship. So once again, this is no different but than a lot the people, of people do call me a con. Well, but this is no different than the people we encountered at the at the polls today. Yeah. That were basically just like, oh, I, you know, I oh, you don't know what this is like or that's like. And the truth is, most people, when it comes to economic populism, they agree. Yes. They agree. They hate the woke shit. We they don't hate, like that. I don't promote it. that stuff. And on top of everything else, they know that it isn't really benefiting anything. It's not like Oh, well, if we just elect, look at, see, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe Biden. Great to see you guy. We are definitely leaning towards fascism in this country, but it isn't left and it isn't all left. And Joe Biden is not anywhere near the left. So the fascism part, yes, because we're basically seeing a corporate takeover and merger with our government completely. And that is extremely fascist. And the authoritarian aspect is there when you look at the fact that our uh, policies don't they coincide with the will of our electorate. That means that we have a minority controlling a majority and it's an oligarchic rule. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fascist. I'll give you that. But it's not left. OK. And Joe Biden is not left. Um, and none of that has anything to do with communism. And it's it, you you. I don't know where you get your information or where your news is from, but it would behoove you to do a little research into like things like what Marxist philosophy is and understand what communism is and understand what fascism is, because those things are not all one. Like that's a whole thing. No, anyway, I, def- I definitely agree. That's my educational bit. For no, the this day. has been a overall, it's been a very solid night for a lot of the things that we are fighting for. The Congresswoman that we needed to win 
re-election won. Um, People she, do not understand the gravity of that. Yeah. Like the gravity of that for, for Howard you, is really big. For any of you who are hoping that there is a, however slim chance it may be, for any of you that are hoping that Jen would run for Congress again, well, there is still a glimmer of hope that it's going to happen because the infrastructure is changing in a way that makes it possible to knock off Debbie's machine, which is, of course, not, again, it's still a, a monumental task, and there's no guarantee that we're even going to do it. But at the end of the day, if it's going to be done, it's going to be done with a path to victory. Anyone who just goes in thinking, well, we'll see what happens. Well, maybe we might get lucky. Well, you know, I well, gave it my best. Well, we now have concluded that what that means for anybody listening, if you want to just throw your hat in the race and you want to run in the primary against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, you're getting 10%. That's your number. Your number, that's the anti-Debbie vote we have concluded today. It's about 10%, which quite honestly is high. Man, yeah. I don't know a lot of other people that would get that high. Just, you have to be dislike just on the dislike who's their vote. Just, I, I just don't like you. and Right, like really Deutsch would have never you. gotten that. No. Right. So that's 10 percent. So that's your well, that's your baseline. Well, considering that um, Mr. Canova ran as an independent and got five percent of the vote, which well, but they say that it was all forced and faked and all of that. Yes, I'm sure it was. But, it's a uh, conspiracy. Yeah, damn right. It is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. It's like wrestling. It is. It's like wrestling. No, but in all seriousness, um, we definitely are seeing things in such a way that a lot of this stuff that was really people, people that were really would be working against us are starting to sort of not be in the power positions that they were at one point. Like we're definitely seeing a well. shift yeah. of that. A lot of the power people um, and a lot of the people now I've reached a point just in terms of knowing people that it isn't so much that I need people to support us. We just don't want them working against us. That's how I feel about it. Like, just don't work against us. It's just like I feel like any primary race. Like, that's what really it is to me. Don't work against people in the primary. And speaking of working against people in the primary, uh, Dan Goldman has declared victory against Yuli Mew in New York's 10th Congressional District, which should have been completely avoided. And we know why. We know. We know. And it's like anybody who looks at this, who anybody who knows progressive politics at all will look at this and they will know who's who and what's what about this race. Like it's it's blatant. And I think that affects certain people's reputation. And let's not and, and let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, it goes without saying that Dan Goldman is disgusting. OK. And the only reason why this guy got any juice whatsoever is because. He is actually a Republican who is running as a Democrat, but he prosecuted Trump as part of the impeachment process. So all of a sudden, with all of the very well off liberals that live in this district, they decided, oh, he's wonderful. Let's just vote for him. I don't care if he's a rich, you know, hard, you know, basically center right liberal who is going to do everything that the real estate developers want. It's not going to do a damn thing regarding progressive policy. You really think Dan Goldman's going to support Medicare for all? And you decided to let this guy get into Congress? This is on... That's not privilege. This is not just the fact that he put four... Yuli knew, I'm sure, raised probably... She probably raised at least a half a million dollars would be my guess. This guy put $4 million into this race. That is sick. 
and he is barely going to get it. He's going to get it by a race within margin. The good news is, is that his margin is going to be so thin that you lean is going to have a mandate to run against him in the next election. And I hope she does. And I hope every Tom, Dick and Harry. See, that's a race I would actually fly up to participate in as a matter of principle. Because honestly, screw him. And honestly, screw Mondaire Jones. Because this should have been her seat to win. And I don't say that like in a nepotistic way. I say it and she's earned it. It's hers. It's her community. It's her people. And that's clearly who they preferred. And had somebody not come in and taken the votes really is that this is a ridiculous waste of a loss that should have been a non-corporate seat. Aim, it's been a good night in Florida. It has been. Um, we've had a lot of uh, good victories. We're going to, we're going to, you know, uh, we do want to have a late night snack. So of course, uh, not going to be online for much longer, but it's been a really good live stream. If you haven't checked, if you want to just, you know, wind it back and it'll go. But really key live. is that um, yeah. Congresswoman Sheila Sherfless McCormick is still Congresswoman. And, and. And Maxwell Frost. Is going to Capitol Hill. The first Gen Z representative out of Florida. I'd say that's and pretty awesome. I think, yeah. And we're going to need to just sort of maybe, I don't know, get, I don't, I just, I'm concerned as to who he surrounds himself with. Well, make sure, Abe, if you hit smash that like button. Yeah, make please sure and subscribe you if you're not. You know? um, but I think, you know, the way we're going to wind this down, even though it's been a great night, uh, it, can, it cannot be lost on the fact that Dan Goldman should, under no circumstances, be going to Congress at all. None whatsoever. There is absolutely no excuse for this. And the reason there's no excuse is because there was a late poll that was done on this race. And it was painfully clear that Eulene was number two, only by five points, and Mondaire Jones was seven points behind her, which means that Mondaire Jones was 12 points down. He could have dropped out. He could have endorsed Eulene, and Eulene would be going to Congress right now. That is a fact. That is not up for debate. There is no way that Mondaire or anyone who was supporting him could spin it. And this is on top of the fact that he didn't have it in him to run against the head of the DCCC. He would have raised a million dollars at least because people would have had enough with somebody like Sean Patrick Maloney. At least Alessandro Baeghi had the guts to do it. I cannot stand when somebody has no sack. I just cannot. It is just so, honestly, this costs the left a seat. Like that's a big deal. And people should be really annoyed about this. So Matt, 100 percent agree on rank choice voting. This is one of the reasons why we are very friendly with Andrew Yang. He does look like Superman. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. You know, the, that is why you want to be able to have options. But there's no telling how things ultimately would have unfolded. And again, the only reason above all others that. Dan Goldman is going to go to Congress isn't just because of the fact that the left can't get its act together at the federal level. It's because he's got unlimited resources and he literally bought himself a congressional seat. He has no electoral experience. And it's not to say that you necessarily have to have it. But in this case, one of the reasons why Jen <laughs> ran against Debbie Wasserman Schultz is because she's a terrible congresswoman. Yuli knew 
was a fantastic legislator in Albany. And the same is true. And this is the seat of her district. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. And all right. you're doing is just being a complete inconsiderate jerk. What do you it's think he's got? So and ego. think of it this it's way. So ego. He could never have ingratiated himself into the establishment, so that's out. Now he's completely decimated whatever relationship he had with the progressive movement. That's out. What is he gonna do now? What are you gonna do now, Mondaire? What are you gonna do? I'm so annoyed. And I would be amiss if I did not bring up something very important that needs to be discussed. I don't know Carolina Rivera. I don't know if she was pretending to be a progressive and was siphoning votes away. Obviously, she was the Latina in the race. There is a sizable Latino population within this district. And so certainly she was going to do decent. And she did. She finished it fourth. But here's the problem I have with this race. The Nuestro Pack, which is led by Chuck Rocha, who supposedly was the reason that Bernie Sanders won Nevada and California with the Latino vote. We know that's not true. He, I'm, I'm sure he helped to some degree. But the fact is, he and the Nuestro Pack put a half a million dollars behind Carolina in the last two weeks of the election. That's a super PAC. You know what that means? That means you're corporate and you aren't actually helping the cause. People need to know that this is what Chuck Rocha does. The other thing that Chuck Rocha does. Are, we gonna, are you going to bring that up? I'm not going to talk about all of it. I'm just okay. going to say Chuck Rocha completely overcharges for his services. And people need to know that. If you plan on running for office and you think what you're getting is the real deal and that, oh, I have to pay a little bit more in order to get what's necessary. It's not true. Especially when people don't have integrity and they're probably not really on your team. Isn't that okay? So you're not talking about the other part of that. I don't want to say too much. Okay. I just want to say enough. Okay. Chuck Rocha wants your business. Don't give it to him. Joanna, you are correct. New York only has ranked choice voting for the, I, I want to say, is it just, I don't know if it's just mayor or it could just be municipal races in New York City. I think it's just this. I think the city has ranked choice voting. Correct. But as far as the state house and the Senate and primary Congress, it's a straight primary. It's a primary, That's but it. it's a primary for the most part that has that acts like a general because there's really no point in a lot of those races that the generals like our general. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no question that that really had a huge impact. And again, it has been a really good night. But I, wait, can we just go back to the Chuck Rocha thing for a second? Because sure. he is by no means the only person in this sort of consultant class of people. Oh, absolutely not. That basically they're, they're, I don't know what I would, they're carnies. They're like white collar carnies, except for that. Yeah. They just sort of like, it's not good. They're, 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 they're just making money off of this. It's really just about that. And I am not averse to people making money off of this, but when, when you're doing that at the expense of the movement and when you're sabotaging the movement, you can't say that you're on our team, you know, just because you're paid for your services. If you just sort of go wherever the money goes. So then just acknowledge I'm a carny, I'm a grifter, I'm about the money. 
And that's that. And then you could, you know, but, but don't be like, you're about the movement or you're about any of that. You don't get to say that when you're like, when you're doing. No, there's no question that there are people who either just choose not to see the writing on the wall. There may be people that just, you never want to get into these conspiracies about whether or not they're just secretly working on behalf of the establishment. See, I do think that. But I do think there are ones that are doing that. Absolutely. But the one that's indisputable in this case, again, Carolina Rivera may very well have just been working with the establishment the whole time. Don't have proof, but I know what I see when somebody takes a half a million dollars in super PAC money. That is not somebody who is actually working on one's behalf. Not a good luck. Not when you have the say. There are times where people, listen, Maxwell Frost got a ton of money in his race, probably from people that he doesn't support, but they were all determined to get this guy over the finish line. And he never wavered in terms of what he's fighting for. That much is clear. But when you are nowhere near the front, when you are somebody who is all the way, let's say four or five, and is clearly not going to win. And then all of a sudden you get this massive amount of money at the last minute. I certainly understand that there are going to be cases where, in the case of Senator Bracey or Alan Grayson, remember, a lot of people you know, talk about Alan Grayson, who was a reasonably good congressman, no question about it. And I love the fact that he wrote short bills. But Alan Grayson was a hedge fund manager. He is worth over $30 million. He can buy himself a congressional seat. So when somebody is going to go up against Maxwell Frost and just start throwing money in there and try to sandbag his race. So when somebody else steps in and says, I'm going to toss in a several hundred thousand dollars because he needs to win this race. That's a completely different situation than what happened here in New York. And people need to know that there is context matters. And the context for what happened to Yulene is that she got sandbagged. She absolutely should have won this race. No question. Now, I don't think that it's something where like Mondaire Jones was working in concert with them or anything like that. For him, I do think it was ego. But when it's just so disappointing, the whole thing is disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, how much ego could it possibly be if you knew what the polls were saying? You knew how this was going to end. You knew you were not in a position. I don't know. Why didn't why didn't Nikki Fried step out a long time ago? Again, Nikki Freed had a lot of consultants on her staff. She had the Lincoln Project of all groups on her staff. Do you really think that somebody like the Lincoln Project, who was probably collecting $20,000, dollars $40,000 a month from this campaign, you really think they're going to tell her to drop out? No, I want their money. It's all about money. Okay, Maxwell, Maxwell, be careful who you surround yourself with. Be careful who you surround yourself with. I think he surrounds himself with good people. That's fine. But there's always going to be. I, but you know what? Once you get in, it's a different story. Thank and, you so much. Very Wilson. young. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. That means a lot. Uh, yeah. No, there is there is no question that it's 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 very choppy waters. But I will say, and I and I will say this uh, for Sheila. She is the real deal. Because it's reflective in who her staff is. Oh, yeah. That says a lot. Oh, yeah. We met her, uh, her chief of staff from D.C., and it is not at all. I can tell you, some, I tell you one thing about her chief of staff in D.C. 
He ain't somebody who was handpicked out of the DCCC. No, that's for sure. He's definitely not from that area. He is not from that at all. No. And her, yeah, her staff, her campaign staff, her congressional staff, it's all oh, her I'm people. Every potential congressperson needs a constantly adding. It's true. I need to make sure that it's know, true. I have a, a go between, so it's not enough uh, problems. But the problem is, I think. This is my theory, is that certain people get into Congress and I think that their head maybe gets a little big and they get kind of okay. caught up in it. And then they just sort of change how who they think their people should even be. And I think that people get rid of longtime people because they get kind of caught up in it. I always told people on the campaign that you have to take care of Jen and, you know, you got to do it for your done, but you also got to do it for the movement. It's very important. And so uh, you got to make sure that you do right by your candidates. <laughs> Don't allow yourself to get too close to the salazzos of the world, the trouble people. Yeah, you're going to run and you're going to win. Yeah. I'm so annoyed right now. This is so frustrating. And it does suck because at the last minute, you know, you know, it's. Uh... So frustrating. I agree, Jamie. And it's great to see you. And. Thank you for helping play a role in making sure that she Love won Jamie. that race. Won that race very, very easily. Yes, and Sheila won comfortable. Very comfortable. It's very pleasing to me. Smash that like button. Make you know sure what? you're subscribed. All their slate making, all their nonsense, all their- Didn't all work. It just didn't all work this time. And that's a good sign. And I can remember when we went to the polls and someone was trying to hand me a slate card, I was like, I don't do slates. Get that thing out of my face. <laughs> Seriously. And that's how more people need to be. Arami saw Ayala as well. Yeah. Patty is Irish Italian. Yes. It was a good night. We can't allow what is a big misstep. And as bad as it is that Yulin is not going to Congress, she's going to run again. Oh, yeah. And she'll win next time. Yeah. I really believe that. Thank you're you. an absolute doll. Thank you so much. Really means no, a lot. No, it's great. Guys, I'll subscribe yeah. and share because, yeah. you know, we're very suppressed. Um, Did you say depressed? <laughs> you're depressed because you're suppressed. I'm suppressed. And she's depressed. As I'm not depressed. No, I she's just, not depressed. Well, I'm not depressed. I have a good sativa going. I have a good sativa going right here. Well, if I may. You may. Jamie, this is for you. All right, Jamie. I have Jamie, a really thinking good... that I don't know how to have fun. Well, that, you kind of uh, you kind of no, do. don't though. You kind of do. don't though. You're not a you're not like a real party guy. I'm not a big party guy. But I know you are way too uptight sometimes. I think like I'd love to get you high. I actually have a couple of indicas, so I'm staying at this Airbnb in New Hampshire, and I open the junk drawer in the kitchen looking for a can opener, and I come across an assortment of of medicinal cannabis, mind you, an assortment. And not only that, and only my cannabis friends will truly appreciate what I'm about to tell you. But in one How do you like the, that, Jen? How do you like that? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, can I finish the story that you won't even understand? Oh, no, I won't you. let you finish the story. You're going to let me finish the story. No. So I, this is the best Airbnb experience ever. There was an assortment of cannabis. And then inside the sativa bag, was a small baggie, baggie full of Keef, mind you. Keef. 
So for my cannabis friends who understand the special nature of that, I, I obviously I, I help I had I help myself to a little bit of that. I wouldn't take it because that's like there's like rules about that. Like there's certain like cannabis etiquette. I would never take a whole bag of keef like that. Somebody worked hard on that. But I did snag one of the indicas for you to try. Fair. Is it not dragging because it's too stuffed? I guess it's stuffed. It's too full. Here. I'll fix it for you. I will fix it, fix fix it, it, fix it for you. I'm my hands probably patreon.com forward slash generational change. You can see me. Get high on screen. You know that? This is Extra I fun. would love for you to get this high. This is for everybody. Never gets high. This one's for everyone out there tonight. <laughs> who says you who don't get high? Looking for your victory cigar, or in this case, uh you know, just out there having a good time. It's a nice, it's a nice sativa yeah, from a friend of mine in North Carolina who's a cannabis farmer and runs a cannabis farm. And that was better, right? Yeah. Hey. Cannabis should be legal across the board. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the biggest reason to legalize cannabis, ladies and gentlemen, is if you want to deal with the opioid crisis. Lord knows I'd like to. Uh, well, and how about the fact that it's just leave us the fuck alone and let us have our weed? And that is something that dresses <laughs> like, libertarians I'm so tired of some of these things. Puff, puff, yes. And it, no, and it's the same thing how I feel about now with uh, the abortion thing. I'm just so tired of discussing it. I don't even I, I don't even want to hear what people have to say about it anymore. How dare anybody be discussing what I do with my person? Are you ki- like it's absurd? It's absurd that other people are talking about what they can do with my body. It, I, I just, um, and I, and I do feel the same way about the cannabis at this point, like seriously. Now in New Hampshire, it is not legal, but I will say this, it's decriminalized and New Hampshire is a very live and let live place. So nobody cares there. Like it wasn't like, it's not a thing Yeah, nobody cares there. Well, let's conclude with this and somebody just brought it up in the chat. Okay. Uh, President Biden has the authority to decriminalize cannabis and expunge all nonviolent drug offender records. Every one of them. President Biden has the authority to cancel all student debt. Uh, He has the authority to declare a national health emergency, which we're still living in. 10,000 people a day are still dying from COVID. Yeah, that's true. But you wouldn't know it because President, because I'm totally not in the White House now, so you wouldn't know about it. Uh, I also would like to say I question a lot of those numbers. When you're looking at a country where people don't have health care, how are you getting accurate numbers? Because a lot of people don't go to the doctor, go to the hospital. Jamal, a lot of I just had a little bit of that. In- it's clearer now. Oh, I know. Right. Well, no, actually, this is a sativa. This is a sativa. But I do have um, an indica that I did get for him. See, that was better. You're not dragging it so good. You're being weak. I'm going to get you an indica. I do have one for him, courteous, courtesy of my Airbnb in Conway, New Hampshire, which, by the way, Conway is really pretty. Maybe most importantly of all, what? President Biden has the authority, authority, oh. to declare a climate emergency and begin doing a Roosevelt or FDR-esque building of a clean energy grid. Which could probably be done in just a couple of years. Oh, shut up and take your ten thousand dollars in student loan forgiveness. Come on, man! Just take your money. And be take gone. your ten thousand dollars. You know what that feels like to me? Slap in the face. Oh, I honestly, if it were a personal exchange, like, and it was like, let's say 
between him and me. And it was, he was going to throw that at me. I would, I honestly would tell him, obviously you need this more than I do. That's how pathetic this is. That's how pathetic that is. Now I wouldn't say that because there are many people that $10,000 is, is life-changing for them. And I get that. Sure. But in the grand scheme of what he could do to what he is doing, it's disgusting. It is. It is so, it's so like small. You know what? It is not. You're not a mensch, Joe. Not a mensch. Jen, do you remember what happened with the uh, ballot position regarding legal weed in Florida? Um, I don't remember what happened with that. What do you mean? Well, it, we, it, you didn't get, we didn't have, it didn't happen. Yeah. We didn't have it because they, they didn't get enough people. And part of the problem was there were like several different petitions right. um, going around. There's no good consolidated effort. Well, the good news is, Patty, speaking of austerity, um, oh. our plans have changed for Monday. Kim Iverson has to reschedule till probably sometime in October. I feel her pain. Yeah. Kim's having home renovation. I am living in a world right now without plumbing in a kitchen. Not and fun. it's not it's not pleasant. So I feel her pain. But the good news is on Wednesday next week, we'll figure out what Monday's gonna look like. But Wednesday next week, our good friend Steve Grombine of Real Progressives will be coming on and he's uh, going to explain to us how the scam of trying to convince people that Social Security is running out of money and will never be able to pay for it, uh, how that's actually not true. That's not how money works. It's, a, you know, just understanding how the monetary system works. People just, just say things. And so then that and makes Steve is so, like, uh, no, it's actually that's not. That's not how it works. That's not how this works. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh my God, I love when I, when Steve comes on, I ask him, how are you going to pay for that? Amy, you will never understand Deficit. the selfishness of Joe Biden, then you have been paying attention to Joe Biden for a long time. Joe, Joe's about Joe. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Grombine's going to be on when I love Steve. Steve's one of Jen's favorites, he no is. question about it. Yes, for sure. So if you guys have any suggestions regarding guests for the show or people that you'd like to see on the show, remember, generationalchange at gmail.com. In fact, we'll put that in there. See, I think we could have like a scroll that has yes. that or our Twitter handle. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like we always like suggestions. If somebody has somebody good that they think would be good, we are um, – going to be talking about the beef industry that's going to be coming yeah. up um apparently bill gates has a plan uh and i have some suspicions about bill gates's plan bill gates is obviously behind uh plant-based meats he is a big proponent of plant-based meats he is the person who is funding the studies supporting um all this stuff where they're anti-beef anti-beef and now let me tell you I don't eat beef. I don't eat meat. So I don't necessarily think beef is healthy, but I think that the level to which they're claiming that it's like you have 36%, like I, I, I have to go look what those numbers were, but the study is from a Bill Gates funded um, enterprise. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> trust that, but very important. Um, you have 20,000 in student loans so this will help, but question you have more than one semester customer. Oh qualify. God, I you know don't what? know. And I this don't is, know what the means test is. Yeah, I think it's like less than 125,000. There's and, means and, testing for it. And and again, like I am in favor of everybody getting whatever help we could possibly get. I just am not gonna stand there and not say that we shouldn't be fighting for scraps. Well, you know, I, I just wanted to come on here and I just wanted to thank Amy for recognizing that, you know, I actually am sort of a younger Bernie Sanders and- 
I told you I was getting you a facelift. You know, so, so it was a really good one. And Maxwell, well, Max, I'm very excited to see you. Bernie did endorse. He did. Yeah. You did endorse Maxwell. I, I totally did. And I'm really excited to see him come to the fall conference. He's going to do a really great job. Really great young man. Really wonderful person. Definitely looking forward to it. Unfortunately, it was not a good night for you and Neil. She should have won a congressional race. Hopefully, she'll run again. Did you endorse her? I don't remember if I endorsed her. But I'll tell you what I am happy about. That Sheila Shuffles McCormick is going back to Congress. She's a really lovely lady, and we're very excited to see her come back. I would say overall, it's a good night. I'd say you are so fortunate that she won that race in terms of what you would be dealing with in Congress coming from South Florida. Well, you know, we're trying to change things for the better, and that's always a good thing. And then, of course, now, very important, very, very important, you also have State Senator Gustavo Rivera, who is going back to, to Albany. He's going to fight for that wonderful New York Health Act. We have to get universal health care, and it has to be at the state level first. And, so, <clears throat> and of course, Kristen Gonzalez, another lovely lady, she is going up to, to Albany as well. He's going to fight like never before. We're going to get that New York Health Act passed. I like Albany. I would go there and visit with Those of you who think that um, I might be a young Bernie Sanders, now you have another state. I've done a few places, but it's pretty good. But stay strong, keep fighting. We'll see you guys soon. I want to go back. I, I would go back to Albany easily. I, had, I liked it there. It's very pretty. I like upstate New York. And um, Albany's kind of a cool town. I like, I like towns like that. I like that. Like, I like Buffalo. I like... I like Cleveland. I like cities I like, like the that. Cities. I no. I like cities. I like working town, hometown cities. Like that area of Cleveland that is where, like near where the factory is, where the Christmas story house is, like that area. It's very blue collar, working class, that part of Cleveland near the fact. I like I love that. I like the type of people that live there. I like the type of camaraderie in those towns. And quite I honestly, agree. I like, and I also happen to like towns that are underpopulated. It's a very good combination for me. Well, working class and underpopulated is a good combination. For those of you who have never heard the song Pink Houses by John Mellencamp, it will explain a lot. Uh, and that is. Yeah, pretty- I wouldn't be an Orange County dent. That would not be me. I'm not an OC girl. I no, definitely. No, Orange County, Florida, not Orange County, California. Oh, 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 oh. Orange oh. County, Florida. And then he was saying, like, the OC, like and I'm like, you know, I'm talking pretty, about I'm talking about working town, and red. he's talking. Pretty red. But with that said, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to come on tonight and just break down the election. We hope you found the information informative. Remember, if you are so inclined, please go mm-hmm. to patreon.com forward slash generational change for as little as five bucks a month. Like a five dollar foot long at Subway. Well, you could use that to give to our show because we are transforming politics into service. We're really trying our best to do that. Yeah, we're dragging people, kicking and screaming, slowly but surely. Well, considering what we were able to observe in terms of the type of context that Jen was able to make, as I observed this evening, there is no question that the tides are turning. If they're turning fast, great. If they're turning slow, still better than nothing. I think it's probably somewhere in between. I hope so. And I, th- this ad race is really going to have has a trickle-down personal effect on me that's really in my craw right now. Let me tell you something. Ron DeSantis is going to have a lot of fun with getting certain people. Uh, I'm in you a- should know that you came up on the top of a search for election results. Really? What? On YouTube? On Google? On what? 
I guess we're doing so. See, I told you sometimes it's like, well, we had almost 50 live streams. No, which is, but, but still like, and we don't have any guests. It's just us. I mean, you really want to hear what we have to say? Nobody ever. I don't have that much to say. I mean, aim as thank you. your support is it's tremendously really nice. appreciated. Honestly, the Just best keep thing spreading is sharing. Keep yeah. spreading the word, asking people to subscribe and click yeah. the bell and make sure they tune in. And, you know, overall, I think they ultimately who tune in. I mean, really, in. Are, like, we really thought it wouldn't be that impossible to get to 10,000 subs on YouTube. Completely agree. 1,000% agree, yes. Mario. I mean, that should be done first. And what's even more amazing, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, did you know the amount of money that our country has sent to Ukraine. And we all know that money ain't really going where it needs to go. So with all that money that we sent to Ukraine, you know what we could have? Tuition-free public college in the US. Why can't we just say pre-K through 16? We're gonna do pre-K through 16. We've decided right. that that is the framework of education. And the last four years can be university or trade or apprenticeship or whatever it is. But we're gonna just call it pre-K through 16, maybe then people will not really think it's such a big friggin' deal because we didn't always have K through 12 either. So it's just so frustrating that to just say to people, we're just saying, we think that now, given how far we are in civilization, we might benefit from adding four more years of training or education onto what we provide. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a good idea. That's all we're saying. It's not crazy. And so I just, yeah, I'm just going to start renaming things. I'm just going to start renaming things. Well, I'm going to like, start renaming things. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm not falling into their boxes. Well, it's kind of like um, social security for all versus UBI. Like there's a lot of different ways that one can say that. Devorah. I'm Hi. You know who that is. Devorah, why am I? Because she was Nina's person that we went to dinner with. Yes, Devorah. He don't mind him. No, I remember. I, I know I was thinking about it for a second. <laughs> yes. So yeah, this is the kind of stuff we get to do with having this, is we get to go and look at Jen dropping logic. For, get, <laughs> force birth extremists. I, force birth extremists is my thing. Um, because I just have to rename it. I, and I even reached out to Mike Figueredo of the Humanist Report because one time he was he was saying the term um, anti-abortion people. And I reject that completely. That is not a thing. There's no anti-abortion people. They're anti-choice. Why do they direct the narrative? There's no pro-abortion people. Who's pro-abortion? So if you allow people to say we're anti-abortion, then that insinuates there's a pro-abortion. And that's ridiculous. Well, the truth is so they really are that's not a, narrative. a particular narrative, whether it's a false one or not. But some of them in many instances are just no. really like they're able to do that. I reject it entirely. I'm just mm -hmm. I'm doing it all across the board that you will say I'm not tolerating it in terms of people telling me what is and is not apartheid. I am not tolerating it in what is and is not a genocide and words have meanings. And I am not letting people dictate the narrative just because that's what they want to do. No, no, you're anti-choice. You're not, you're not anti-abortion. You're anti-choice. We're all anti-abortion. None of us like it. It's, it's not like, I mean, okay, granted, there might be some freaks out there maybe, but, but for the most part, I'd say, we're all against it. None of us like it. We're not pro it. So no, you're not anti-abortion. We're all that. I take, I reject that entirely. If you're so inclined, <laughs> go to Cash App, dollar sign Jen Change. If you don't want any of you, if you don't want YouTube to get any slice of the pie, as the case would be. Um, but it has been overall a really solid night.
We say our best to Yulene Yu. We know that she'll be back. She should be going to Congress right now. She's not. And well, you know what? I, I, I'd like to get her back on. We will. Just, uh, yeah, because. We also want to say our best to the person who ran for office here that really deserves all the credit in the world. And that, of course, is Raymond Adderley, who did a fantastic job running for school board. He finished in third, not a completely distant third either. He was about within 10 points. Here's here's but, the thing, though. He is so like going places. I mean, he's 18 years old and this is the the fact that he is where he is and did as well as he as he did is just such a testament to how superior of an individual he is, he is. especially especially in this field of what we and do. I am a, and mm-hmm. I am almost extremely confident in saying that if he runs a second time, especially for school board, he'll win. Yeah, that's only good. He'll only need two shots. At that. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's really close. got he's got to go. And, and and really, I do think that the biggest negative his strike against him is his age. I think a lot of people, especially older people, weren't comfortable with that, with really no experience from their perspective. And I do think so for him, like his numbers are going to be exponential because yep. it was ne- it has nothing to do with whether or not he's a good candidate or he'd be good. That's solid. I think that really the main reservation that people did have about Mal, him is his age. Mal, if you're coming on this Oh, for late, God's sake, Mallory. Do like a quick recap of where we go. So, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Sheila Sherfulis McCormick, who handedly won. Handedly, Mallory. Handedly. Did very, very well. Yeah. Congratulations to. Rod Velez, who is moving on to the general and is favored, will be favored to become school board seat number one in Broward County. Um, Maxwell Frost. Congratulations to Maxwell Frost. He will be the next congressman from Florida's 10th congressional district. That is very big. We're making some inroads, Mallory. Mm. In addition to that, congratulations to uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Robert McKenzie who won his seat as well for school board seat eight. Uh, is it eight? I, I never know those Pretty numbers. Sure that's I do not even know my number. Uh, Armis, my person won, though. Stephen Julian. Armis. Stephen Julian, congratulations. He is yeah. going to the school board yeah. as well. I, I'm sorry that I forgot that. I really am. But I felt like that he was like and it ended very up being supported. A, it and, ended up being a closer race than expected. Yeah. But, you know, apparently the person who ran on protecting parents' rights, we all know those code words now, uh, this lady. Uh, That's Brent, code Brent word Sam. for um, a right-wing psycho. Hey, let me tell you something. This is a non this is a nonpartisan race. Stephen Julian, who is a Democrat, but wasn't touting endorsements from the Democratic Party as a means to winning this race. Um, to Miss Sam or Mrs. Sam, whoever you are, um, if you're putting signs up that say endorsed by the Broward County, the Republican Party of Broward County, that's not a selling point in nonpartisan races. <laughs> no matter what side you're on. But that's really. I thought it was fam. Or fam. Is it fam? It's Friend fam. of fam. Fam. The fam, you know? Get with the it's fam. Like, totally like modified her name to make And sense. by the way, you know what we really need to do at some point is do brand critique on a lot of these and sign mm, critique. Sign critique. Rod and, and, and Rod and um, Raymond were the best. Yes, local. Raymond like the local, is great. 
Yeah, and Rod Velez. Those two were locally, I think, the best um, signs, logos, yeah. things. And I would definitely say, uh, in terms of Charlie the best, the most, yeah, Charlie's got a good set. Listen, Lauren Book, Lauren Book had a good basic sign where it was just book, like the name, the word book. Right. Like you're not going to forget that. <clears throat> and, you should do a sign evaluations. Oh, and 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 here's the, but then the ones where her name was so teeny was ridiculous. Yeah. And then there were some to me that, yeah, a lot of people signs, you you, you need some help. I think if you guys are looking for your fill, you're definitely going to get a lot of it on this. Uh, Naomi Blumar has uh, won the nomination to be the Agriculture Commissioner of Florida. She is going to lose in spectacular fashion to to Will Simpson. This is going to be a, if you want to, people think that Charlie Chris losing to Ron DeSantis on betting odds is going to be big. I'm you calling wait more you than say, 10. He you says wait under 10. Say, you wait to see what the gap is going to be on that race. Yeah, see, That's our over-under, for anybody who's new, our over-under yeah. is he thinks Charlie's going to come within 10 points of Ron DeSantis. I think it's going to be more than 10 points. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We're but in saying. terms of the agri- commissioner of agriculture race, that's going to be bad. That's going to be really bad. On top of the fact that the nominee has a lot of dirt under her fingernails. So, you know, she's again, being investigated. Yeah, her husband's good. being, I don't know, but good. something's filthy there. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, Donna Korn, who is going to be removed. <laughs> Possibly tomorrow. Uh, not a good look by the Broward Teachers Union. No. Nah. Big miscalculation on that. Uh, not on the endorsement, because again, you can never tell. But, but then they when the doubled down. Came down and then they still were sending oh out God. mass text messages saying go on for Donna. I don't know what you're Does thinking that. with that, but that's really bad. Like, strange. And we've met several of that's your members. Strange. Not pleased. No. Why would they be? They that's need better leadership. That's for them. They know that they, they be better. I'm telling you, this, this, our teachers union could be doing better. I'm sorry. They are there. I didn't realize they're paid less than Dade. They're paid less than Palm Beach. Congrats. Uh, obviously, you know, we have a number of friends, including our friend Loris. Uh, you know, Charlie Christ is the nominee. Um, I again, Ron over DeSantis, or under Ron DeSantis is a he's he's like a runaway freight train right now. Guys, he's and forced. So re- the, the election that I think says a lot to really understand how motivated the GOP is. Just look at what happened, even though it's very red. But look at what happened in Congressional District one. And how overwhelmingly the vote came out for the GOP. If the red parts of the state come out like that, you have no chance. That's the problem. Yeah. Look at the numbers in that race, because it was it was. But a lot of that also is what's that race differential in terms of actual registered red versus registered blue, because that's a seat where it's just might be numerically impossible for somebody to win. Aim, unfortunately, Florida is so gerrymandered at this point mm. that basically every seat in terms of where the primary goes is where the general is going to. There's not going to be a lot of surprises. It's not oh. like, like, yeah, it's pretty bad. But you mean as far as in the general, in terms of like Charlie Crist versus Ron DeSantis, could there be some massive upset and Charlie Crist wins? I, I think at this point, if that was even tracking in that I, direction, I mean, I, they did polls just a couple of months ago between where Nikki Freed stands and where Charlie Chris stands and the overall, according to um, real politics, where they basically do a conglomerate of all the major polls that are conducted. Ron DeSantis is is ahead by 15 points. So it's again, I'm not, 
I'm not trying to deter people and tell them, oh, there's no chance. I mean, you still got to vote. You still got to get the word out there. At the end of the day, uh, our focus, which is what everybody's focus should be, is making sure that these down races, by making sure that Rod Velez wins his <laughs> school board seat, yeah, one thousand percent important. So it's just we need to focus down ballot, and you know, I Linda, don't. Linda Gonzalez. Linda Gonzalez is running against Chip Lamarca. Um, like, I don't. I'm not telling people like not to vote for people because I do think that it's important to do that, especially for no other reason but how you sleep with yourself at night. I vote for what I vote for because. I can sleep with that night and I really only care about what I think of me, but that's why it's important to vote for. But in terms of where you're putting your time, your money, your resources and your efforts. Yeah. I think that we need to be strategic. I think we need to focus more on the races that have a real chance of winning in places that we really need those people to win as opposed to voting, you know, putting all our effort and money behind a race where you can't win. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that don't vote for that person. I just think from the party perspective, let's support the people down ballot where we know we have a good chance of getting people I in power. I thousand percent agree. Uh, congratulations again to Michelle Rayner Goldsby, who won in this country oh, going back to Tallahassee. Also a really good win. And that's Tampa, right? Yes. Tampa. Mm-hmm. So that one is big. Um, obviously, uh, arms... Uh, I think it's kind of She's like somewhere same, over like there. I, well, it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to offend anybody. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think you're Might correct about that. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and again, you know, we've had what I would consider to be some pretty impressive wins to say the least in Florida, of course, at the federal level, without question, Sheila Scherfelis McCormick and Maxwell Frost. That is the big wins for the night. That's like uh, big wins for generational change. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. And then, of course, when you look <laughs> to every and then when you look to New York, uh, you know, again, at the federal level. Yeah. At the federal level, it wasn't good. No. But at the state level and the local level, it was good in particular more than any other victory in New York. Well, there was two. Obviously, Kristen Gonzalez winning state Senate seat number 59, but especially Senator Gustavo Rivera, who wrote Very the New important. York Health Act is going back to Albany in state. I just, I really, I knew that he was being challenged, but I really didn't know that they were really fighting so hard. I I, should have thought that, like, I should have thought like logically. The person was trying to push for universal health care. I should have thought that logically, but I didn't realize to what level they they were going against him. They put the whole Bronx Democratic Party machine against him. This is a Joe Crowley special if he was still the head of the Queens County or yeah, the Queens. But County, do you yeah. see what's happening? They're slowly failing. Yeah, they really are. It's they're really crumbling. And it's just a matter of when. And this is something that Bo always says. I haven't quoted Bo in a while. Bo, the fifth column. Anybody who doesn't know, that's like my he's my Mr. Rogers, which is ironic because he talks a lot about Mr. Rogers and where's this. But anyway, so he sure. always talks that progress is happening. It is happening. It's often where it feels like one step forward, two steps back. And that does happen a lot, but it will happen. It's going to happen one way or another. And that's the thing that we have to just keep in mind because it will. Now, whether or not we can achieve that before we get swallowed up in a fiery meteor, that I don't know. That's fair. But but as far as from a sociopolitical standpoint, progress will properly happen. Um, we just have to keep doing what we're doing. But the environment, 
that I, I'm really don't look up minded. I will, I will say this and we'll close with this tomorrow. Um, eight points in Florida is a huge gap. But what I will also say is that we're still over a month away before you really need to pay attention to what the polls say. Yeah. By the time you get to October, it you'll totally have a much better right. idea of exactly where the mood is when you get to October. And if October, it says that Ron DeSantis is up by eight points, the race is over. And, and so, here's really and the timeline really is by the time ballots go out, yeah. that's when when mail mail ins go out. That's when whatever's going on in the news, whatever's going on in the economy, whatever's going on with covid, whatever that is when it matters. And that's the kind of stuff that's being told in these polls. So you can't it's it's too early. It just you can't. The best thing that the Democratic Party has going for it in this state regarding Charlie Crist running against Ron DeSantis is Sheila Scherfels McCormick and Maxwell Frost. And if you've ever heard them give a speech in terms of inspiration, Sheila gave a speech tonight where I'm thinking you should be on the ballot against Marco Rubio. Oh, uh, well, I could see that. Like, I could see that. Some point down the road. Oh, my God. Maybe she would want to get to Rick Scott. That would be pretty awesome. Oh, my God. See, what people don't understand, and I was just talking about this with someone today, people who are hating on DeSantis and hating on DeSantis and whatever. It's too soon. Yeah. First of all, I would like to point out that somebody who was at, who is a Democrat is a member of Teamsters uh, actually supports Ron DeSantis. I will never say who that is because... God forbid anybody in the Dem party knows that somebody you're doing that badly when it comes to the labor. And this is somebody who's on the board of Dem club um, and supports. But I just say too much. Thou thou protest too much. Whatever. Point being that that he's not that hated as much as you think. But what he does do is he sort of keeps a space where there would otherwise be a void that could be entered by Voldemort. That's Rick Scott. Okay, and those two do not get along. Those two are like magnets, the the opposing magnets, like where it pushes them away. And so I look at DeSantis as something that keeps us from having more potential of having like Rick Scott run for president, because that is beyond horrifying. And anyone who thinks that Ron DeSantis is worse than Rick Scott, no, then you've never lived in Florida. So. It is what it is. Rick Scott is he who shall not be named. And so people be very careful for the vacuum that you want to create and what will take its place. That's what I think. Because you don't like DeSantis for president in 24. Well, yeah, I don't like Rick Scott for 24. Definitely not. And you might get both of them running. So we'll see what ends up happening. Oh, my God. Don't blame us all in Florida, please. Fair enough. We hope you enjoyed I know you guys obviously have been toughing it out for a good two hours. Um, I'm still hungry, even though it's 11:30. But the good news is we've got a lot of work done. Um, this has been a this has been a gen change special. Um, we're going to probably do we're, we're going to definitely mix up our format going forward to make sure that we're getting the most out of our live streams. The fact that we consistently had 40 to 50 people watching at any one time. That allows us to get much better viewership overall, more likes, spreads the word after we go off the air, which is great. Um, But in the meantime, we really appreciate your support and we will see you guys next Monday. Uh, But be on the lookout. You never know what we might be doing to uh, sort of change things up. But a great night for progressives. On to the general election. And then we'll see what happens after 2022. See what happens going into 2024. Oh, this ag race is going to really get in my craw now. We'll talk about that next week.
Good night. Thanks for watching. If you want to support our mission to transform politics into service, please like this video, subscribe, follow us on social media, and consider joining our Patreon, where you'll get early access to our interviews as well as other exclusive content. Links are in the description. Peace out.